No matter how difficult life gets, it's so much better to count your blessings than to complain. Psalms 103, Part 6. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. (laughs) Welcome all of you joining us by television or social media or online at brothersoftheword.com. Certainly delighted to have you to tune in and worship with us on today. I would like to share just a little humor Two guys are walking through a game park and they come across a lion that has not eaten for days. And the lion starts chasing the two men. They run as fast as they can and the one guy starts getting tired and he decides to say a prayer. He said, Father, please turn this lion into a Christian, Lord. And then he looks behind him to see if the lion is still chasing him and he sees the lion on his knees praying. Happy to see that his prayer was answered, he turns around and heads toward the lion. And as he comes closer to the lion, he hears the lion praying this prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the food that I'm about to receive. (laughs) Well, we've been sharing in a series on Psalms 103, and today is part six, part six Psalms 103 is a very powerful psalm. It's here where the psalmist reminds us that we should remind ourselves every day the wonderful blessings of God, the wonderful benefits that are ours in Christ Jesus. He lets us know that we should exercise our faith in them. We should speak them. We should thank God for them. And so Psalms 103 is a wonderful psalm to actually live out of. You live out of Psalms 103. This is not just a psalm that you read. This is a psalm that you live out of because this has vital benefit and vital blessing for our lives. God has provided some wonderful things for us in Psalms 103. And we're just so grateful to have Psalms 103, no matter how difficult life's journey gets, you can always count your blessings. And that's what Psalms 103 reminds us of. You can always count your blessings, no matter how difficult life gets. It's so much better to count your blessings than to complain. So we're reminded of this in Psalms 103. And Psalms 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. In verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't even forget one of his benefits. Verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. So God is always forgiving us and he's always healing us. Isn't that a wonderful benefit? He's always forgiving us and he's always healing us. Praise God. Verse 4, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. And we went over that in our last session. And today we pick up with verse 5, where it says, He who satisfies my mouth with good things. He satisfies our mouth 
with good things. When you look at this in the Hebrew, it's actually saying, who satisfieth thy desire with good things. God has good things in store for you. God has good things in store for you. Good things in store for you. I recall once reading a scripture over in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 12, and the Holy Spirit kind of paraphrased it to me. And it goes like this. Don't give up in the middle of hard times. Increase your prayer life and look forward to the good things that God has in store for you. He satisfies our mouth or our desire with good things. He satisfies our mouth with good things. Psalms 31, 19 declares, he says, how great is your goodness. How great is your goodness that you've laid up for me. So God has laid up goodness for you. And based on that scripture, I started saying, Lord, you've laid it up for me and I'm receiving it into my life every day. I'm receiving it into every area of my life, every day of my life. Thank you for your goodness that you've stored up for me. Then Psalms 27, 13 says that I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Praise God. He would have given up. He would have caved in. He would have quit unless he expected to see God's goodness. Remember that he satisfies our mouth with good things. He satisfies our desire with good things. Psalms 84, 11 says that he is a sun and a shield. He's a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory and he withholds no good thing from us, from those who fear him. He withholds no good things. And so you see that God has so many wonderful good things. He gives us good things. He gives us good things. Uh, He's good. This is Psalms 86 verse 5. He's good and ready to forgive. God is good and he's ready to forgive. So he's always giving us good things, always giving us good things. Who satisfies our mouths with good. He satisfies our mouth with good things. The New Living Translation actually says that he fills my life with good things. He fills my life with good things. He fills our lives with good things. I love that. A.B., if you have some of the pictures, I just wanted to share this based on this scripture. This is my daughter, Alicia, and one of her desires, she's always wanted to go back to Ghana. And this summer, she had a chance to spend about six weeks, basically half the summer in Ghana. And that was a representation that he fills our lives, he fills our desires with good things. This was a desire of her heart. And she had a chance to go back to her own little place of paradise. And she's enjoying Ghana there. You can show the next one. And so she's just having the time of her life. This is her desire. This is the biggest desire of her heart. She just said she felt so at home to be back in Ghana. It was a desire of her heart. God filled her life with good things. He satisfied her desire with good things. And he fills our lives with good things. He satisfies our desires with good things. And you can go to the next one. Now, this is my oldest daughter, Amaris. 
Now God filled her life with good things. And now so she's on the plane right here with one of her best friends. And they're taking a girl's trip. They're taking a European girl's trip to Paris, Barcelona, London. He fills our lives with good things, with good things. Man, she was having a time. She was over there about two or three weeks. I said, man, how you go over there for three weeks like this? <laughs> he fills our lives with good things. Now, keep that one up. I just wanted to share that one. That one reminded me of this scripture. In the Message Bible, it says, he wraps you in goodness. <laughs> God wraps you in goodness. He wraps you in goodness. He wraps you in goodness. Beauty eternal. That's in the Message Bible. He not only fills your life with good things, He wraps you in goodness. He wraps you in goodness. Praise God. He wraps you in goodness. God is so wonderful, so kind, and so gracious, and so good, so good, so good. I like this scripture. God works all things in my life according to the good pleasure of his goodness. God works all things in my life according to the good pleasure of his goodness, which means he enjoys doing you good. It's his good pleasure of his goodness. He works all things. Say that with me. God works all things in my life according to the good pleasure of his goodness. Oh man, he's pleased. He delights. He enjoys doing you good. So God works all things my life according to the good pleasure of his goodness. Man, that's a wonderful daily declaration. I say that every day. Father, you're working all things in my life according to the good pleasure of your goodness. Praise God. Isn't that good? Man, I told you, you live out of Psalms 103. You live out of Psalms 103. Oh, man, this is what I live out of. I'm sharing my living stash with you. This is my living stash. (laughs) You live out of Psalms 103. Man, he satisfies our mouth with good things. He satisfies our desires with good things. He fills our lives with good. I love this scripture over in the book of, I don't have the text written down, but over in the book of Jeremiah somewhere it says, I'll never stop doing you good. Jeremiah makes that, God actually makes a covenant there. So God's goodness is actually a covenant. It's a covenant promise. I will never stop doing you good. Never stop doing you good. That's a covenant promise. That's a covenant promise. He'll never stop doing you good. And also, I like this one. I believe this one is in Jeremiah 2. He rejoices over you to do you good. He rejoices over you to do you good. That means God has fun while he's doing you good. (laughs) He has fun while he's doing you good. He has fun. He can't wait to surprise you with his goodness. He can't wait to surprise you with his goodness. He rejoices over you to do you good. I just love that. I love that. I love that. Here's another one. I love this one. This is Psalms 52. One it says, King James says that the goodness of the Lord endureth continually. But this is the way I say it. When I heard that, I said, the goodness of the Lord endureth continually. This is the way I say it. God's goodness is working, operating, and manifesting in my life 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even now. 
Man, I like that. Anybody else like that? I like that. God's goodness is working, operating, and manifesting in my life 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even now. God's goodness is working in you right now. God's goodness is working in you right now. That's Psalms 52, 1. The goodness of the Lord endureth continually. It's always working. It never stops, never takes a break, never goes on. I mean, it never closes. It's open 24 hours, seven days a week. God's goodness is like those 24-hour Publix or Kroger stores. It never closes. It's like the 24-hour Walmarts. Never closes. And so God's goodness is working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Man, he's manifesting, operating in your life. Say that with me. God's goodness is working, operating, and manifesting in my life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even now. Praise God. Praise God. God's goodness working in you right now. It's working in you right now. God's goodness is working in you right now. God's goodness is working in you right now, I said. Right now it's working in you. God's goodness working in you right now. God's goodness is working in you right now. God's goodness is working in you right now. Man, he's always doing you good. He's always out to do you good. He's always out to do you good. Oh, I love it. I love it. Praise God. The Bible says that God's goodness even leads us to repentance. We even repent of our sins because his goodness even leads us to it. God is so good. He doesn't want you to stay in sin. He'll tug at your heart. He'll show you. He'll teach you. He'll correct you. He'll lead you into repentance. It's his goodness bringing you even back into relationship, restoring you back into your identity in Christ. It's his goodness that even allows us and causes us, that gives us a desire to repent. God's goodness leads us to repentance. Isn't that good? God will bless you while you're in sin so that his goodness will lead you back into repentance. You'll realize, I certainly didn't deserve this, Lord. You did it for me. His goodness will actually convict you and bring you back into repentance because you realize, you know you weren't in a place where you deserved it. God did it for you anyway. He was good to you, blessed you anyway. Even while you were in sin, he still blessed you. Man, that leads you to repentance. You're saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me, Father. I am so, his goodness leads you back into repentance. He's so good. It's so good. It makes you want to be right with him. Man, isn't that good? I like that. That's good. I love that. See, people think that God will beat you over the head to make you do right and bring you back. Well, he'll first try to reach you with his goodness. Now, he will beat you over the head. (laughs) He will. (laughs) He will beat you over the head to bring you back. God will use all of his methods. But, you know, his desire is he'll use his goodness to lead you to repentance. He'll just be good to you, give you time and opportunity. He'll draw you. His loving kindness draws us in. That's really his nature. His nature is that. Now, if that doesn't work, then he'll have to use other methods. (laughs) But God will be so good to you that it'll just make you repent. God is is just so awesome. There was a man one time, he's actually a preacher, and he was preaching Psalms 103. And he was preaching about the fact that, you know, God doesn't. And here's the funny part. The man had a throat problem that had affected his speech. So something was affecting his vocal cords where he couldn't talk. So he, he had to just talk at a whisper. And so he was actually back at his former church and he was teaching the Sunday school. 
And he was actually teaching Psalms 103, and he was teaching that, you know, God doesn't, you know, God will heal you sometimes and sometimes he won't. And while he was saying that, God healed him. God healed him. <laughs> he was literally saying, you know, God may not heal you. And while he was saying that, God healed his throat, his vocal cords, and his volume came back up high while he was saying, God may not heal you. And so God has just a wonderful sense of humor. So God said, I'll heal you while you're saying that I may not heal you. (laughs) That's a sense of humor that God has. So God will use his goodness to lead us back to repentance. There are a lot of people who are unsaved and God will do something good for them just to show them this taste and see that the Lord is good. So he'll allow them to sample his goodness. People don't understand why would God be kind to the evil, to the unthankful. And the reason God's kind to the evil and unthankful, because God is trying to change their heart. You change a person through kindness. You reach a person through kindness. And so God's not out trying to destroy people. He's trying to change them. He's trying to draw them to himself. And so that's why God at first extend his kindness because he's trying to change a heart. He's trying to change hearts. He's trying to reach people. He'll use kindness because that's who he is. He is ever so kind. He is ever so merciful. He is love. It's who he is. He is love. doesn't say that he has love. He is love. That's who he is. God is love. And so he always uses kindness. He always uses goodness to reach people. I love that about God. Man, you can't help but to love God once you get to know him. Can't help but to love him once you get to know him. Praise God. Well, let me say this about this thought here in Psalms 103. He satisfies our mouth with good things. That also means you should say good things. You should say good things. If you want to talk about a person behind their back, you should say something good about them. So if you want to talk about a person behind their back, say something good about that person. Say something good about that person. Get in the habit of using your mouth to be a blessing to people. Always encourage, always uplift, always edify, always say something positive, always compliment, always bring out the best in others, believe in others. That's what we're called to do. So he satisfies our mouth with good things. He satisfies our mouth with good things. We are distributors of good. That's who we are. That's who we are. And so we're always building people up. We're always encouraging people. We're always uplifting people. I love that. That's probably the most dominant trait of my mother. My mother's 88 years old now. But if you go to her home, she'll find something good to say about you. She'll say, you look like a movie star. Why are you looking good? You're just looking. And so anybody who comes to home, she is, that's been her character all of her life. She's always had the gift to build, to encourage, to uplift others. Say something good about a person behind their back. Learn to use your mouth to speak good things. He satisfies our mouth with good things. So we're always speaking a blessing. We're always encouraging. We're always uplifting. We're always finding a way to be a blessing and uplift someone. He satisfies our mouth with good things. So Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, don't use your tongue to tear down, but to bless people, to build them up. He satisfies our mouth 
with good things. And then I like this first Peter three ten and also Psalms thirty four twelve says if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. And so don't talk fear, don't talk doubt, don't talk negativity, don't talk defeat, don't talk down, because he satisfies our mouth with good things. Always say something good. Always say something positive. Always say something that's a blessing. Always say something that's encouraging. Always say something that's of faith. Always say something that's uplifting. I mean, when you're going through hard times, be the voice that'll say, oh, we'll get through this. We'll make it. We'll bounce back. It's not over. Always have a voice of encouragement. Always say we're well able. Always say God is with us. Always speak positive things. He satisfies our mouth. With good things. Notice this affects your life. Your tongue's a rudder of your life. Your life moves in the direction of your tongue. And so I love that 1 Peter 3.10 and Psalms 34 says, if you want to enjoy life and see many good days, first thing it says, don't speak evil. Learn to control your tongue. Then it also says to do good and pursue peace. Gives you those three things that if you want to see good days and enjoy life, don't speak evil. Evil. So he satisfies our mouth with good things. And then it goes on to say, as I conclude, he goes on to say that so that thy youth is renewed as the eagles. He fills our life with good things so that we stay young and strong like an eagle. He satisfies us with good things. He continues to renew our youth as the eagles. Now, when the eagle uh, actually about once a year and also later in their life, an eagle will shed their feathers. And when they shed their feathers, they have new feathers under there. And so they're actually being renewed. And they'll also get to a place where they'll fly up into the mountains and they'll beat their beak against the rock. Their beak will fall off. And when it falls off, there's a brand new beak under there. And so an eagle literally is renewing themselves. So they grow new feathers. They grow a new beak. They become young again. And so God is saying that he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed as the eagle. And so I love this. I had never really known this verse. Can't say that I have. But in Job chapter 33, I found a very similar verse. Because I've always been very curious about having our youth renewed. I've always known it was a biblical principle. I saw it in the life of Moses. He was 120 years old. His eyesight was not dim. Neither were his natural forces abated. I saw it in the life of Caleb. He's 85 years old. He declared I was just just as strong as I was when I was 40. And I saw it in the life of Sarah where she was in her 60s and 70s, yet kings wanted her. And so I kept seeing this youth renewing in Scripture. And so I've been very curious about it all my life. But I had never really known this Scripture. How did I miss it? I have no idea. (laughs) But over in the book of Job, man, the Holy Spirit always show you new things. You turn to your neighbor and say, the Holy Spirit always show you new things. He'll always show you new things. He'll show you something that would over in the book of Job, chapter 33, verse 25. Interesting here. It's actually a prophetic look. Talks about when you get a picture of Christ. When you get a picture of Christ, he actually gives a prophetic picture of Christ in Job 33. When you see Christ, verse 25, 
This is what happens. Talks about a person who sees Christ in his fullness. Says, this person's flesh shall be fresher, young as a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. There it is again. I said, wow, that's the same scripture as in Psalms 103. He satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed as the eagles. There's something about the regenerate, renewed life of Christ Jesus that not only affects your spirit, but it affects your physical flesh. It affects your physical flesh. It affects your physical flesh. I mean, the joy, the eternal life, when all these things pour into your spirit, it affects the body. It affects the body. And this is what the Holy Spirit is. He has it coded in Scripture to show us there is a youth renewing that's in Christ Jesus, that's in God's Word. And you'll see it over and over. And so I get excited every time I think about it and begin studying along those lines. But there is something there in Christ Jesus that makes you youthful and energetic. That's something that makes you youthful and energetic. I was watching a newscast yesterday and they showed a lady 108 years old. And she was teaching an exercise class every morning for people who were 70 to 80. (laughs) So they were 30 years younger than she was. She's 108 years old. And she had these people moving, man. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. And so there's something in Christ Jesus that renews our youth. There's something that restores our vitality, our vibrancy. And man, there's something wonderful. Let me share this scripture with you. Then I'm done. I promise I'm done. But Psalms 92, verse 14 and 15, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, this is God's heart. This is God's heart. He says, I want some people to really live a long, long time. I want them to flourish and prosper. I want them to be happy and productive, full of vitality and vibrant, just to prove that my promise is true. He actually shares that. You have to go home and read that on your own. But it's Psalms 92, verse 14, 15. That's from the heart of God. He wants some of us to live a long time in vibrancy, in youthfulness, energetic, just to prove that his promise is true. So he wants us to do it to showcase, to showcase that it's true. Man, I love that. That's Psalms 92. You have to do your own homework on that one. I'm not going to read you the verse. I gave it to you in my paraphrase. But Psalms 92, verse 14 and 15. Praise God. Man, I'm excited. Anybody like that? I like that. I love 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 that. Let me give you these things. This is my third closing. This is my third closing. That's what they used to say in the old Baptist church. (laughs) This is my third closing. Here are a few tips to keep you from getting old. A few tips to keep you from getting old. Number one, never lose your curiosity. Always learn. Always learn. Always ask questions. Number two, start something new. Get some new hobbies. Start some new ventures. Number three, invest in people. You really become alive and invigorated when you tap into purpose, when you're doing something purposeful. And so when you're making a difference in somebody's life and you're adding value to somebody's life, when you're making a difference, whether it's the life of a child or a a life of someone in need, or you're making an enriching difference in someone's life. So number three, when you invest in other people, it keeps you young. Number four, here's some, uh, another way to keep from getting old. Stay fit. Stay fit. 
exercise, have a great diet, get out in the great outdoors, get sunshine, fresh air, keep stress out of your life, get a good night's rest and all of those things. Number five, remain today focused. You want to keep from getting old, remain today focused. Old people talk about yesterday, but if you want to keep from getting old, remain today focused. Make your dreams bigger than your memories. Talk about what you're working on now. Talk about what you're working on for tomorrow. Always have something out in front of you that you're looking forward to. And so you remain today focused. Number six, be around young energy. Be around young people. Most of my friends are 20 years old. I play basketball with them every week. (laughs) I don't play basketball with guys my age. I play basketball with 20-year-olds, and I give them a handful. (laughs) Most of the guys my age, they tell me they can't do it anymore. The knees can't take it. The shoulders can't take it. And so when I sit around and listen to them, It'll start making me think I can't take it. So that's why I don't play with them. <laughs> Every time I play with guys, my, 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 they, my knee's killing me. My shoulder killing me. My joint's killing me. So I don't play with them. I play with guys like Christian. I play with these little 20-year-olds because they don't complain. They don't complain about what's hurting them. So you be around young energy that keeps you from getting old. Be around young energy that keeps you from getting old. Praise God, I guess. And keep a merry heart. Keep a merry heart. Keep a merry heart. Keep a merry heart. Praise God. Amen. 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 He satisfies our mouth with good things. He satisfies our life with good things. He satisfies our desires with good things. We're so excited and so grateful about the good things that God has in store for us. Declare that every day. Declare that every day. God, your goodness is working, operating, and manifesting in my life 24-7 even now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He satisfies our mouth with good things. He satisfies our mouth with good things. So that our youth is renewed as the eagles. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we just love you and praise you. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for satisfying our mouth with good things. Filling our lives with good, Lord. Satisfying our desires with good. Thank you for always doing us good, Lord. You'll never stop doing us good. And we thank you for renewing our youth as the eagles. Thank you for fresh energy, Lord. Fresh vitality. Fresh vibrancy. Thank you for making us young again. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen. Those of you who are watching us by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge on Psalms 103. This is part six in particular. You can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word.
You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part 6 of the series titled Psalms 103 by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7958. That's 7958 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7958 to a friend. Go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Well, brothers of the-